and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This is a special Roni trailer recap. We are on season 11 of The Real Houses of New York, and it feels like early seasons. It feels like season two to me. It feels fresh. It feels good. I said before, and I'll say it again, I feel at peace when Roni's on my television. I just feel happy when I see Ramona out of the corner of my eye. I get a rush of excitement. Serotonin levels are high. I feel good. And I watched this trailer and I left it. And I had heard it was good. I told you guys on the podcast before, I heard that it was a good trailer. And it didn't disappoint me. I did have very high expectations. So I would say that it maybe didn't quite reach my high expectations, but I still, I don't even want to talk badly about it because I loved it. I loved it. Now, I was going to include this in the Vanderpump recap, but we have so much going on with the baby shower. So there's a Vanderpump Rules recap plus a baby shower recap of Andy's shower. And then this will be like a separate thing. Now. Let's go through this trailer. I want to play a clip from it, and then we'll talk about it. We'll come back and talk about it. Hey, hooker. Oh, you. I just thought it was an everyday person calling me a hooker again. Oh, my God. This season on The Real Housewives of New York City. If you could just give her a call and be like, hey. No, I'm sorry. Just own that you heckled the Giovanni. I did heckle the Giovanni. What? This has got to end, because I will not get sick over this. Until I have a ring on my finger, I'm not going to leave New York. You look up insecure in the dictionary, and there's Tinsley. We have to pull you out of this. Oh, oh my God! God! Oh, look at that! Imagine Bustow Manor on Halloween. If this is the worst thing that your friend Jill has ever done, I should get the Medal of Honor. Why is she talking behind my back at all, saying any negative thing about me whatsoever in any capacity? She likes good-looking guys with a washboard. Hi. It's you. He's beautiful. Hi, handsome. Mm. I admit it, I'm into hot sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there was a lot in my mind about him dying. I could not get off the ride. I feel guilty that the only way that I got off the ride is that he's dead. So I saw my parole officer for the first time today. Dorinda looks like a lightweight. <laughs> when I say to you, don't do something, you better do well while listen. We're in Miami! Fabulous. Girls, are we going to have fun? Go, Tinsley. Go to f***ing sleep now. Oh, my God. Welcome to Christmas with the Countess. Nine months ago, I was in jail, and now I'm a cabaret star. It's insane. I can't even believe you act this way. Cabaret, 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 all day. Life is not a cabaret. You should apologize. You're the only one that wants to talk all the time. You are insufferable. Don't touch those letters. Don't tell me what to say. I'll say whatever I f***ing want. Are you Bitch, you're single. Stay out of it. Make me. Now you're being a bullshit. No, because you're not listening to me. I know it's bad. I'm literally miserable. To all be in a pretty good place. Again, I loved it. We open with Bethany in the van. I don't know who her driver is. Is, is it Kevin? I don't know. We'll have to find out and see. Kevin was gone towards the end of last season. It was unclear of where he went and who was driving her. Speaking of people in Bethany's life that have left her, where is Dr. Amador? I need to know where Dr. Amador, there was a scene in the trailer, which we'll get to, where Bethany was talking to someone and crying, and I thought that should have been a scene for Dr. Amador. Where is he? I know he's alive because I had him on the podcast. So so let's get him back on Roni. He was always good. Remember he lost him at sea at one point when entering her spinoff? He was good TV. Anyway, we open with Bethany in that car, and she's yelling out the window, hey, hooker. And Sonia, (laughs) Sonia? Tremont Morgan, God bless her, just 
giving us everything we want from her. She's just walking along the street and she said, oh, you. <laughs> I thought it was an everyday person calling me a hooker again. <laughs> right off the bat, we're starting with laughs. Like high comedy. You can't write that kind of comedy better than any scripted sitcom on TV. You know, NBC's must-see TV lineup wishes. There's no way. There's no way. I don't know, Community or whatever those shows are that they play, those comedies that they're playing on NBC right now, can live up to the Roni trailer. Then we get like a little montage. And the montage, like I was stopping and starting. I kept pressing pause because I wanted to make sure we could take everything in. By the way, I literally watched this trailer 47 times. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. It was 47 times I watched it. Just kept going. Maybe even more than that. You know, I might be... I might be exaggerating in a, you know, the wrong way, or what am I trying to say? The point is, I watched it a lot. I watched it once on my phone, like, I saw somebody sent me a text with a link, I watched it on my phone twice, and then I was like, I need to get to a bigger screen, so then I watched it on my computer, and then I was like, I need to get to a bigger screen, so then I, like, casted it to my television. <laughs> then I watched it again a bunch of times on my computer, where I was stopping and pausing it so I could take notes, you know, for this <laughs> recap. Anyway, there's this little montage, and my favorite part of this montage was Tinsley in what seemed to be a Cirque du Soleil performance, where she's coming from the ceiling dressed as a baby doll. She's got baby doll makeup, rosy cheeks. She's descending from the ceilings. I mean, descending from the heavens. I was thrilled to see Tinsley. I love her. You guys, I love Tinsley now. There I said it. But now we said it. I love Tinsley. I am out loud and proud with my love of Tinsley. She was dressed as a baby doll in this trailer, and I was like, I'm on board. Here I am, folks, ready to jump on the Tinsley bandwagon. I always sort of liked her, but I I just feel like really ready to love her. I mean, she's dressed as a fucking baby doll doing Cirque du Soleil. I don't know that it's Cirque du Soleil, but it's something similar to that. Either way, she descended from the heavens. Then we saw a little montage of a lot of Halloween dancing. Now, Sonia was dressed as a nurse. Bethany was dressed as Victoria's Secret Angel, which, if anyone remembers from social media, she got some flack at the time of around Halloween because she was wearing a, a, like kind of like a scantily clad angel wings, you know. And John was there, the dry cleaner John. And we have to talk about Dorinda's Halloween costume. Now, did you guys catch it? If not, I'd like you to all go back and rewind the trailer. It's right at the beginning of the trailer. It's a little Halloween dancing montage, and Dorinda looks like she's dressed as herself when she was drunk in Cartagena. Do you remember when when Dorinda's makeup was all smeared and she looked like a fucking Joker? That's what she seemed to be dressed as for Halloween. She had, like, makeup smeared again, and I thought, is she dressed as herself? Which, I would love that. If that was her costume idea, perfect. Otherwise, we just need the makeup artist that does Dorinda's face to step it up. Whoever does Dorinda's makeup needs to just beat her face with the makeup and make sure they put like, a, I don't know, can you put like hairspray on it or shellac on it to make sure it doesn't move? Because Dorinda's makeup is always smeared. And I know she likes to have a cocktail or two. And look, when we have cocktails or two, sometimes our, our rouge might smear a little bit. But whoever's doing Dorinda's makeup needs to just put some shellac on it and make sure that it stops moving. That's what I need. Either way, she was maybe dressed as herself. Maybe it was like a Morticia with some like zombie makeup. I don't know. Unclear. We'll have to figure it out. And then also there was like a boy dressed as maybe either Ursula or Maleficent. I'm not sure which. But it was definitely probably a gay. I just imagine a man 
that's with these women on Halloween has to either be a gay or dating one of them. So then we see this little 80s workout class that Dorinda is leading. Now, what was interesting to me about this was Bethany was next to Ramona. Now, at the end of last season, Bethany and Ramo- Ramona, <laughs> Bethany and Ramona were at odds. So, of course, we all remember Ramona saying that Bethany doesn't support other women. You know what? You're very disappointing as a woman. You say you support women, obviously you don't. Well, well, Bethany. But now here they are supporting each other in this workout class. And I love the 80s outfits. I love the costumes. It was fun. I was having a good time. Then we see Bethany, what looked like her house in the Hamptons, and she was jumping on a pool float, and Barbara was there. So this was the first glimpse that we got of Barbara, who was what I was told supposed to be the new housewife. I was told that she was entering the cast as a wife, and it seems they demoted her to friend of. Now, I don't have any confirmation that she was supposed to be a main housewife, but that's what I heard. And so that what that would lead me to believe is that she just didn't bring a whole lot to the season, and so they were like, okay, you're just going to be a friend of. That worries me a little bit. And I'll tell you, they rushed into this season because if you'll notice, this trailer's coming out earlier than normal, and they filmed a lot more early in the season. That's why we're getting Halloween at the Berkshires instead of Christmas at the Berkshires. We might also get Christmas, but they did start filming a little earlier, and I had heard that it was because they wanted to be done before the holiday break with like the most of the shooting. So I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Anyway, because they started early, I think they were kind of in a rush to get a new person in there. So I think that they just were like, okay, Barbara's good enough. Like, we got to start filming. We don't have time to be casting. Let's get Barbara in there. Get Babs. We're going to call her Babs from now on. So like, get Babs in there. In her polos, Babs is always wearing a polo. I felt like in every shot, and I follow her on social media, she's always wearing a collared polo. Like she's on the golf course. And I, I don't know. I'm worried about Babs. Maybe maybe she'll be like one of those friend ofs where it's like we really fall in love with her, and then the next season they'll make her a main wife. I don't know. But we got our first glimpse of her. Then we see a naked chef in the Berkshires. He was just wearing a, what do you call it, apron? <laughs> a kitchen robe. <laughs> he was just wearing a kitchen robe, and we saw his bare ass. Now, for a second when I got to this scene, I thought, oh, do I know that guy from last season? But then I thought, no, I remember him from social media. Because, do you remember that wild night the girls had in the Berkshires that was all over Bethany's Instagram? It was amazing. Like, they were all so fucking drunk. And this naked chef was on her social media at that time. And so this was that night. And I cannot wait for this night because they were so drunk on social media. If anyone saw the Instagram stories, like uh, Sonia was sleeping on a pool table. Dorinda was like passed out somewhere. They were all hammered at the Berkshires. So I'm very thrilled, very excited about this night. And we didn't see them drunk that night on the trailer. But any of us that follow them on social media know that they were wasted. So I'm very excited about that night. Let's see. Then we see what is. A making out montage, which is still, you know, I still get shocked sometimes when I'm watching these ladies. Every once in a while, they throw something in where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Whoa! (laughs) Joey Lawrence, like, whoa! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) He's on Celebrity Big Brother right now. Did anyone notice? I had such a crush on his brother, Matthew Lawrence. Do you remember when they did that Disney Channel movie where they were all, like, shipwrecked? It was, like, all three of the boys. Wow. That was a sexual awakening for me, but that's neither here nor there. 
The point is, we saw a bunch of women making out. And look, I was shocked. It looked like Sonia. At first, I thought it was Sonia and Luann, like full on tonguing. But then they cut to Luann. So it wasn't Luann, but I think it was Sonia and some other woman making out. It looked like fully tongued to me, at least open mouth kissing. And then we saw Tinsley, Luann, and Bethany on the couch kind of noticing the makeout and looking at it. But it, I think it was Sonia, you guys. And I think it was like a full-on makeout. And then, just as we're kind of reeling from that imagery, we see Bethany and Barbara making out. And look, I mentioned that Barbara's always wearing those pop collars. She's also wearing like a heavy lip liner. And I saw Bethany making out with her, and I thought, that's going to smear, and she's going to look like Dorinda and Cardena. Because I know Barbara from social media. I don't know her, know her, but I follow her on Instagram. She always got a heavy lip on. And so I'm excited to see what Bethany looks like after making out with Barbara. I want to see the face post-Babs. <laughs> post-Babs. Then, as if that wasn't enough, then we get more kissing Ramona and Sonia. Now, Ramona and Sonia are kissing in like a fun, playful way. So that was just all in good fun. Not worried about that. But then we see Dorinda grabbing Tinsley's boobs. I mean, this is like Girls Gone Wild shit. Like, they could literally have played this, you know, montage of the kissing and the boobs for straight men and called it Girls Gone Wild. And they would have bought it. They would have bought those VHS. Remember in the middle of the night back in the day, you'd be flipping through the channels and there'd be a commercial for Girls Gone Wild? This could have been a commercial for that. If they were to just take from Sonia making out with that woman to Dorinda's bare breasts being held by Dorinda, that could have been a full video series on VHS sold in the middle of the night. People would have bought it. I would have bought it. Not for the nudity, just for the girls. I would have liked it. I would have liked it. And I like, you know, the thing I like this is these women are of a certain age, a beautiful age, but they're the only ones on TV really talking about sex. And I love when they go full in on all the sex talk and all the sex things because it shows us and it shows America that women over 40, over 50, over 60 do not just shrivel up and die. They have sex. They're sexual beings, and I like that. Also, I like that they're showing, you know, maybe bisexuality or pansexuality or whatever it is. I like that they're LGBT warriors, LGBTQI warriors on screen, you know? Then we see Babs called Dorinda. I wrote in my notes, Babs is wearing a lot of polos. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Someone needs to take those Lacoste's. <laughs> Somebody needs to lead Babs out of a cost because we need her to wear some dresses or something. Something else. Then we see Bethany, Luann, and Dorinda at lunch. And Bethany says to Dorinda, just own that you heckled Giovanni. And right when I heard her say that, I thought, of course Dorinda's going to own up to that, right? Like, it was so clear that she was heckling with Giovanni. Nope. Dorinda's not doing it. She says, I didn't heckle the Giovanni. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. She said, I didn't heckle the Giovanni. She did, you guys. She did. We all saw the footage multiple times. It's saved on my phone. I watch it weekly when I'm, you know, need to pick me up. She's just yelling Giovanni while Lou is on stage doing her cabaret. So I don't know why Dorinda's not admitting that she heckled the Giovanni, but she did. You know? So then we see Dorinda and Babs, and Dorinda's telling Babs, this has got to be the end because I will not get sick over this. Now, I had to remind this a bunch of times, too. I think that she's alluding to the drinking thing. That's what I think, because I feel like everyone for seasons has tried to tell Dorinda, like, you're drinking too much or whatever. 
And I think Dorinda doesn't want to seem or look or say that she's an alcoholic. And I, I don't think that she is. I'm not saying that she is. I'm just saying that's what, I, that's what this seemed to be about to me. I guess we'll see. And we know that she drinks this season because in the trailer it looked like she was buzzed a couple times. And we know from social media that she got drunk a couple times from that night at the Berkshires. Anyway, then we see some of the girls on the boat. A boat. I'm assuming it's Miami. And Tinsley is saying, until I have a ring on my finger, I'm not going to leave New York. And Tinsley is dating the guy, Scott, from Chicago. And I think what she's saying is she's staying in New York to stay on the show. Because I think even if Scott were to, you know, get engaged or ask her to marry him, I don't think that she would leave the show. I think she would choose the show over Scott. And I think she has probably to some extent because she stayed in New York and Scott lives in Chicago with his business. So I don't know. Then Sonia in her confessional says, when you look up insecure in the dictionary, there's Tinsley. Very excited for this Tinsley, Sonia frenemies situation to continue. It's been like that. Other seasons, it's like that again. Then we see Halloween at Dorinda's. There's a bunch of, you know, corpse decorations, decor. Dorinda says something about Bluestone Mad around Halloween. Look, some level of me is disappointed that I don't think we're getting Christmas at the Berkshires this year. So, like, in the back of my mind, I'm a little upset about that. Because I love Christmas at the Berkshires. You know I love Christmas in general. I always just feel so happy and complete when the girls are there for you know, the holiday season. But it seems that we're getting Halloween at the Berkshires instead this year. And I ultimately think it's the right move. They needed to change it up because we've done so many Christmases in the Berkshires. So like, I'm a little disappointed, I'll, I'll be honest, but I do think it was the right move by production. Then we get our first Jill Zarin sighting. And Jill says, if this is the worst thing your friend Jill has ever done, I should get the Medal of Honor. Now, I was excited to see Jill. I don't know how much we're going to get her this season. I think they're kind of testing the waters again. I do think that she'll be on more than last season, but I don't think it's going to be a whole ton. That's what I've heard. We'll see. And then we see Bethany saying that someone is talking bad about her. And I think it's Lou. I'm excited to see this Lou-Bethany dynamic because at the end of last season, they were all buddy-buddy. And do you remember when... Bethany was like Luann's spokesperson when she was going back to rehab. Like, that was fucked up. That was crazy and weird that Bethany was like the spokesperson, but they were so buddy-buddy that I'm very curious to see where this friendship goes because I don't think it's good right now. And we see in the trailer that they're at odds. So I think, I think Bethany is saying maybe Luann like talks shit about her or something. I don't know. Then we get a little montage of Ramona liking hot men. We see red scarf guy from last season who famously, you know, went out with Carol and Bethany in Miami and Ramona flirted with him. I love when a man gets in the mix here. Real Houses of New York has all these wonderful male side characters. Talking about red scarf guy. We're talking about Ray. We're talking about Harry Dubin. All the men who kind of are in cahoots with these women or sleep around with this group of women. I love it. Now, this red scarf guy was on in the scene with another scarf. I don't know if he's dressed to go do Rent Live, but he's wearing a lot of scarves. And I, don't, I feel like he was in last season, everyone knew him as like the scarf guy. So this season he was like filming. It's like, I got to throw on a scarf. So he went into his closet, you know, and... <laughs> 
but he could have gone and done, he could have gone and did Ren Live. Like, that's what he looked like to me. Then we see Ramona with Mario, who, if you recall from social media, there were all these reports that Ramona was back with Mario, but I think he was just there for, like, Avery's graduation or something that they were filming at. But we get, get a glimpse of him in the trailer, and Ramona's kind of hanging on him, and she kisses his neck. I always loved Ramona and Mario together. I think they had great chemistry. I know that he strayed, and Ramona was right to leave him. But I would also say that I wouldn't mind if they got back together. I hate myself for saying that. I do. Not proud of it. <laughs> Not proud of it. Ramona says, I admit I'm into hot sex. And I thought, good for you, Ramona. I love this side of Ramona, this frisky, flirty side. It's a beautiful thing. Then we get that scene of Bethany talking not to Dr. Amador, but to someone else. She's crying. Again, where's Dr. Amador, her therapist? Why is he off screen? Why haven't we seen him for years? What's going on? I feel like he really got Bethany and was also, he would like call her on her bullshit. You know what I mean? And we don't see him anymore, but she was talking to someone. I was thinking, like, maybe it's one of the real estate people. I know she's not doing that show with Frederick anymore, but it looked like maybe some sort of real estate guy, or... I don't know. I wonder if she's still trying to do all that real estate stuff. We'll see. But she was crying to him, and she said, I feel guilty because I wanted to get off the ride with Dennis, and I only got off because he died. That's what she was saying. Like, she she was alluding to the fact that she no longer wanted to be with him, and she felt like she couldn't stop being with him. But then, of course, she had to because he passed away. And this is going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. And I I sort of hate that I enjoy the salaciousness. Of, that was a hard word for me to say. <laughs> I hate that I enjoy the salaciousness of it. But I think it's going to be very compelling TV. And this is when the New York girls always give us the real shit. You know what I mean? Like some of the other franchises, just like they gloss over everything. New York is not afraid to get down and dirty. And Bethany's going to be crying about a dead person. And that's, they're okay with the cameras being there. And I like that. Do you remember they were filming at Bobby's funeral last year? The New York girls are giving us a documentary. You know, they're giving us a docu-series. This isn't a reality show, you guys. This isn't the traditional scripted reality show. These girls are giving you their lives, their blood, sweat, and tears. They're bleeding for us. And we must recognize that. Ah, I feel so alive talking about these women again. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I am scared because we saw Lou in a soup kitchen. Now, did you guys catch the scene? She was in a soup kitchen and she was talking about her parole officer. And I wrote my notes, what the fuck? Because if season one or season two or season three Luann could go forward in time and see season 11 Luann at a soup kitchen doing her community service. I mean, like early season Luann would be one of the people who would like go to these places and try to tell someone who was working in a soup kitchen, like how to live their life. Do you remember when Luann would always, she went to the kids center, the youth center one time and was like telling one girl, you know, she couldn't model because she was overweight or something like that. (laughs) It wasn't quite like that, but it was sort of like that. Lou was being passive aggressive with some girl that wanted to model, but it was a youth center. And then there was that other season where Luann was like going to coach people on how to do interviews after they got out of prison. And it's like, season 11 Luann is one of those people at the youth center. I mean, it is shocking to see her mixing that soup. She had a ladle. We saw a close-up of the chicken noodle soup. I mean, 
it, it was like the editors knew the gravitas of this situation. They showed us that soup. We saw the inside of that soup bowl. And Lou was just mixing it with a hat on, talking to some other, I don't know who that was, someone else doing community service. But shocking. I wish, I, I wish like season one Luann would be able to like look into a crystal ball. And I wish that we could watch her watching the crystal ball and see season 11 Luann because it's a different human being. And it's very sad to me. It's very sad. And I'm glad it seems like Lou's doing well right now, but it all is all very, that's kind of dark. The arc of Luann is, wow, when you really like take a step back, she was like married to a count and now she's doing community service. Like it's, ugh, I'm like get goosebumps talking about it. Anyway, Dorinda, then we see on the phone, Dorinda's giving us one of her great quotable lines that I'm sure she'll sell as merch. She said, when I say to do something, or she says, when I say don't do something, you better fucking well love listen. She says, well love listen, I believe. Did I write that down right? Maybe I did not. <laughs> or it's maybe just bad shit. <laughs> but she's on the phone. I wonder who she's talking to. She, I think she did say, well, love, listen. Like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like last season's trailer when she's like, say it, forget it, write it, regret it, which took me months to understand. I get it now, <laughs> but I really, it took me a really long time to understand what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> then we hear someone saying, we're in Miami, and it sounded like Jill to me. I don't have confirmation on that, but it sounds like Jill, which leads me to believe that Jill shows up in Miami. I know we get this Miami trip, and I don't know if we're getting another big trip. I don't know. I don't remember hearing about them going somewhere else big, but they usually do save the big trip for the end of the season, and so we would get a glimpse of that in the mid-season trailer. So I haven't lost hope that they're going somewhere else, but they do go to Miami, and. Bethany does a callback to her iconic season three moment, and she says, go to sleep right now. She yells at Sonia. And I felt, again, alive, more alive than ever before when she said, go to sleep right now. Because that's the most beautiful callback of all. I mean, I use the gif of Bethany saying, go to sleep almost every day. I send it to myself sometimes. If I can't sleep, I'll just text myself, go to sleep. (laughs) Scary Island was my, of course, my favorite three episodes of all time. And so anytime somebody's going to, you know, give me some sort of callback or they could do a flashback, any chance they can get to, you know, bring Scary Island back into the series is a good thing for me. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And right when she says that, Sonia falls on the floor. You know, again, amazing comedy. You can't write that shit. It's perfection. Sonia just fucking falls to the floor. Gravity was not on her side that day. (laughs) She looked drunk as a skunk fallen to the floor. And I think we're getting more Drunk Sonia again. She took a couple seasons off. We didn't get much Drunk Sonia the past two seasons because all the girls were like, hey, you're an alcoholic and you stop drinking. And so she stopped. And I think she's getting back into her own. I do think that producers or someone, you know, that one season she came off of where she was really drunk. Remember when they went and invited her to the Berkshires? I feel like producers were like, you need to stop drinking on camera because she was getting so sloppy. And then she really stopped for a couple seasons to show us, like, you know, sober Sonia. But I think drunk Sonia's coming back. I don't know if it's a good thing for her life, but it's a good thing for us to watch. Just saying. I mean, most of these things that these women do aren't necessarily good for their lives, but they're good for our lives, for our well-being, because we get to watch. So <laughs> then we hear an ambulance, there's sirens. 
who's what's the ambulance for? Who's hurt? Was it because Sonia fell? I don't think it was that serious. It had to have been something else. Sometimes on Bravo, though, they do this thing where they try to make it seem like the ambulance is coming, like everything's bad. And then we come to find out it's like not really a big deal. It reminds me of when the girls were on that one trip in New York when Ramona or when Kristen threw the glass at Sonia. And they like added a sound effect to make it sound like glass. And then they added an ambulance siren to make it seem like Ramona was or uh, that Kristen's lip was really split. It was Ramona that threw the glass at Kristen. But it reminded me of that. It was like they try to make it into a big deal, but it really was like not a big deal. But I'm all for it. Bring the sirens in because that makes me feel even more excited. When I heard that ambulance siren, I'm like, ring the alarm. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what is happening? Then we see uh, the Countess who's doing her cabaret show. She's doing Christmas with the Countess. Again, I've said it before. I don't know how this cabaret show is still going on. She's touring the country. I don't know when it'll end, if it'll ever end. It seems to outlive us all. It's, I cannot believe that it's still happening. And I don't think I want much more of it, you guys. Thrilled for Luann. I'm thrilled she's selling tickets. But at a certain point, like I don't need this to be her storyline for five seasons. It's like enough is enough is enough. I just feel like she's done a lot of cabaret stuff. And then she says in her confessionals, she says, five months ago I was in jail and now I'm a cabaret star. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> Bethany's like, your life's not a fucking cabaret. And she's right. <laughs> your life is not a fucking cabaret. <laughs> what? Oh, I miss these women so much. I miss them so much. Truly. And I knew that the Bethany and Luann went at last. Like, I feel like that relationship last season was just because they both hated Carol. (laughs) By the way, I know most of you aren't Team Carol. But let me just say that, like, I still would have liked to have Carol back than Barbara or than Babs. Babs didn't really give us anything in this trailer. I would have liked to have any of our previous wives back instead of this Babs. I, you know, I'm a little pessimistic about Babs. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I just feel like her money could have gone to Carol and we could have saw more Carol versus Bethany or bring back Heather Thompson. Holla. You know, I would have liked to see Heather Thompson come in and just start calling people mama again. <laughs> Remember Heather would just be like, hey, mama. It was the most annoying thing, but I loved it. Like, I missed that. It was like when Heather was around, I was so annoyed with her. And I was like, oh, you need to get out of here. And then as soon as she left, I was like, I fucking miss Heather so much. I do. I miss that mama, you know? I just, like, love the idea. <laughs> Remember when Bethany came back and Bethany, like, didn't know how to get a read on Heather Thompson? And Heather and Bethany just they were, like, at odds all the time. And it was amazing. Because Heather would just be like, what's up, mama? And Bethany's like, well, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I'm like, why are you calling me mama? <laughs> Holla. But Heather gave us good TV. Those scenes with what's her face, the one-legged woman, uh, Aviva. Remember, she'd be like, "Don't tell me anything, motherfucker." Heather was good TV, and I missed. As soon as she left, I missed her. Anyway, I knew Bethany and Luann when it last. Carol's out of the picture. They have nothing to bond over. Then this is the point in the trailer when the funny, wacky music kicks in. They've been doing this for the past few seasons in the trailer. It's like they do laughs up front, then they get into drama. And then they do the wacky music mixed with images of the women yelling random things. So we get a little bit of Ramona versus Dorinda. 
We get a little Bethany versus Lou, Dorinda versus Lou. We get some crying. We get what seemed to be Babs versus Dorinda. This didn't look that compelling to me, but we did get it. We see some more crying. Then we see Tinsley giving what I think was like the line of the trailer. She said, I'm literally fucking miserable. And she was wearing her baby doll makeup from the Cirque du Soleil baby doll performance. And it was beautiful. Yes, I loved it. Baby doll makeup. I could do with more of Tinsley in this makeup. What with those rosy fucking cheeks brought me alive. <laughs> I know I keep saying that. And then we see Bethany raising her glass and saying a cheers. She's doing like a little cheers with a drink. She says, to all of us being in a good place. And then the trailer ends with a shot of Sonia with her hand on her head. Judging. What a what a ride, you guys. This was a roller coaster of emotions. There was so much going on. I mean, uh, I'm so excited. I want to say a few notes. First of all, last season was a high of highs. We had all the arrest drama of Luann mixed with the Bethany versus Carol. Now, all of these Bravo shows, they always are best when we're forced to choose sides. And so last season was so good because we were forced to choose sides between Bethany and Carol throughout the whole season. And Bravo purposely didn't make it exactly clear. I know ultimately most people fell on Team Bethany, but there was a large portion of Team Carol, and they purposely do that. If you'll think back on some of our greatest seasons of Housewives or Vanderpump Rules or any of these shows, it's when the audience is forced to choose. Do you remember season three? I always talk about season three of Roni. That was Bethany versus Jill. The audience was supposed to choose. Season two, Bethany versus Kelly Bensimone. The greatest moments in these shows are when the audience has to pick sides. And I don't know if we're going to get that, but we, we may get that with Bethany versus Lou. I think we might. I don't know. But so last season was like a high of highs. There was so much drama. There was Bobby's funeral. There was like so many things that were happening. Cartagena trip. A lot going on last season. So I'm not sure that we'll reach quite the heights of last season. But I will say, even if we don't, What's that saying? Like, shoot for the moon and you land amongst the stars? Like, we're still going to land amongst the stars. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> we're going to land amongst the stars. And these women are stars. But so I'm not at all worried. I think this is going to be a fantastic season. I cannot wait. I feel like they held stuff back. Like, we saw on social media them at the Berkshires. We didn't see any of that in the trailer except for that naked chef. So we know that we have that coming. And they didn't even show us it in the trailer. So I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff and stuff we haven't seen yet. Again, we usually get the trip, the big main trip in the second trailer. So I'm I'm still hopeful that maybe they went somewhere big that we just don't know about. And I can't wait. I'm so glad this season's going to be happening a little bit earlier, which is thrilling. This show should be on year-round. I'm curious. You know, about the trip, I'm just thinking about it now. Is Luann on parole? Like, maybe that's why they didn't go on a big trip. Is that a possibility? But she, can't she go for, like, a, get a, I don't know, a work visa or something? I don't know how the law works. <laughs> I know everything about the House of New York, but I do not know how the law works, so I'm not sure if Luann's allowed to travel or not. But she might have been on parole. Also, again, very curious if Jill went to Miami. I'd like to know. It sounded like her voice when she said, like, we're in Miami. You know, you can always hear Jill's voice because I always think of her arriving on Scary Island when she's like, hi, <laughs> we're going to Miami. 
<laughs> Hi. Uh, now that these girls are back, I get to dig out my Luann impression. <laughs> Remember last season she's like, water! <laughs> uh, I feel good. I feel happy. I'm excited. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Again, I wasn't going to do this Roni trailer recap episode. I am inundating you guys with content, but we just have so much to talk about, so much to get through. So thank you all for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group if you want. I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. What else? I will we'll have a Vanderpump Rules recap alongside a recap of Vandy's Baby Shower. That'll also be out, so I'm sorry that there's so much content, but here we are. Embarrassment of riches. Embarrassment of riches. By the way, this trailer, or this new season of The Rouse of New York premieres March 6th. I would also like to say follow Dave Quinn online. He's the one who premiered this trailer on People Magazine, or People.com, and he always has all the exclusives, so follow him on Twitter, Dave Quinn. I don't know what his, I think his handle is just Dave Quinn, but he's the one who gets us all these scoops. And I love you all so much for listening. I feel like we really do need a cool down after this Roni trailer recap, right? Feels like we need it now more than ever. So let's all take a deep breath in.
Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. And I want you to think of your favorite Real Houses of New York memory. Breathe out. Now, if you get a chance this week, like go back and watch on Hulu your favorite New York episode memory. Maybe it's the Berkshires. Remember when Bethany called the Wanna Whore? Maybe it is, I don't know, an early season Scary Island. Or I don't know, maybe it's when Aviva threw her leg. Whatever it is, try to relive it if you have a Hulu account. If not, just take some time and think about it and think whoever it is you pray to, whether it be, I don't know, God, Jesus, Allah, whoever it is that you pray to, whoever your God is, maybe it's Luann. Anyway, say a silent prayer and thank the God, your God, for giving us the Real Houses of New York because it's truly a great thing. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.